This is Everyday Wealth with award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and personal finance expert Gene Chatsky. Can you walk our listeners through what they should be doing if they have kids heading off to college in the fall? Like, what specific documents do they need? So there are three really important documents that all adult-age college students need. So they themselves need a durable power of attorney. They need a power of attorney for healthcare. This is sometimes called an advanced directive, and it's sometimes called a healthcare proxy. And then they also need a HIPAA authorization because they are a legal adult. And because they're a legal adult, mom and dad don't have the ability to make financial decisions or healthcare decisions for their adult child, even if they're in college. We started having this conversation with my daughters who are now almost 20 and 21. In our conversation, Aaron, a while back, it was the first time I thought about like, oh my gosh, if something happens while they're at school, who knows what could happen if you're not physically there. So if you don't mind, I'd love to walk through those three items and explain to us why they're so important. So start with the durable power of attorney. Why is it so important? So durable power of attorney is a document where your college student is going to be appointing another person to make non-healthcare decisions on their behalf. These are things like banking transactions, signing income tax returns, entering into or canceling apartment leases, and even something like canceling a streaming service. So it's everything other than healthcare. And this is a really important document because in the absence of an agent named under a durable power of attorney, there's no one who has authority to act for your college student. And so if your college student becomes unable to make these non-healthcare decisions for himself, you know, say he's an accident, there's no one who can make these decisions. And so mom or dad are going to have to petition the court to be appointed as a guardian And this is an expensive and it's a time-consuming process that you want to avoid whenever you can. I had sort of thought that, well, I'm I'm the mom. Someone's going to call you and say, hey, my goodness, something has happened, you know, and it would all just sort of fall right back onto the parents. But that, in fact, is not the case. It's not the case with healthcare decision-making or even non-healthcare decision-making. So you need a, a person to make those decisions for healthcare as well, right? If your child is in that accident, ends up in the hospital, they are unable to to decide what they want to do. You have to be appointed to be that person for them. The third item is the HIPAA authorization. I actually think I did do this for my kids when they went off to school because I think the school required it. Is is this the most common of these forms? And what does it do? So the HIPAA authorization is in tandem with your healthcare power of attorney. So your healthcare power of attorney is when the child is designating a person to make healthcare decisions for them if they're not able to. But the HIPAA authorization is where the adult child is allowing mom or dad access to their medical information. Because you would think if you were a healthcare representative making healthcare decisions for your child, 
that you would also automatically have access to his medical records, and that's not the case. So these are two documents that are separate, but they work in tandem together. We're talking to Erin Smith. She's the director of estate planning at Edelman Financial Engine. So as you guys know, because I blather on about it all the time, I'm in the process of finishing up my estate plan. Actually takes quite a while to to work through it. And I'm curious, Erin, I know that you work on a team with other estate planning attorneys in support of your clients. Is that typical? Is that how it usually works? Do most financial advisors have attorneys on their team that they can reach out to to connect their clients to? We approach it differently with our clients. So we have estate attorneys in-house that are there for, for guidance. I am one of those. And we also have a support team behind us. So we don't give legal advice, but we are happy to provide education um, to both parents and to adult children. And so we sit down with clients and with our planner and we talk through the process and we can even give you a referral out to an estate planning attorney if you need one. And we'll sit down together with you and your estate planning attorney. Very importantly, we will review all of the documents that your attorney produces and sends to you just to make sure that everything's in check. It's just a second set of eyes. Um, And that everything that is in your estate plan is based on your wishes as you've expressed those to us. So as we've had conversations with you and and your planner, we know what your wishes are and we can just have a second set of eyes and make sure that your documents reflect that. And really importantly, this isn't something that's reserved for clients with $10 million invested with us. This is just part of being an EFE client. Erin, this is why we wanted you to come back on. If parents are not thinking about this until they actually need it, it is much, much, much too late. And you've just made what is already a stressful situation much worse. So just a nudge uh, for all of you who are listening to take care of this. Certainly having the conversation with your child before he goes off to school or she goes off to school as if something happens to you, do you want us making healthcare decisions for you? Um, you know, if maybe mom and dad are divorced, which parent would you like to make healthcare decisions for you? Do you want it to be mom or dad? Because it can get a little complicated if it's both. Um, same thing with the non-healthcare decisions. You know, we've kind of been talking about college students, but these documents, this durable power of attorney, the healthcare proxy, and the HIPAA authorization, this applies to all young adults, whether they're in college or not. So this is really for anyone over the age of 18. And Erin, it's also great that that the clients that you work with get advised on these circumstances and the documents that they should have, which is one more reason to call your own advisor if you do have somebody that you're working with that you like. But if your advisor hasn't mentioned this to you, it may be time to look for somebody else. And if that's the case, you can give the folks at Edelman Financial Engines a call at 833-PLAN-EFE or visit planefe.com. Is your retirement withdrawal strategy built for a looming recession? Do you know which accounts you should draw from first? What are common pitfalls? How can you minimize your tax bite? I'm Isabel Barrow, Edelman Financial Engines Wealth Planner and co-host here on Everyday Wealth. I invite you, our listeners, to join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, August 16th at 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for our timely virtual event 
recession and your retirement withdrawal strategy. You can register for free at planefe.com. We'll look at financial pitfalls to avoid and how to help make sure your financial plan is built to last. Whether it's sequence of withdrawals, when to start taking social security or staying diversified, we'll help you understand the steps you can take to make sure your financial plan can work for you. Don't miss this important virtual event. Join us for Recession and Your Retirement Withdrawal Strategy on Tuesday, August 16th at 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. There's no cost to attend and no obligation. Register now at planefe.com. That's planefe.com.